welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, the podcast dedicated to helping you navigate these hypersexualized times. In today's episode, I'm talking about the importance of giving birth to something of true value. It's kind of a metaphor, but it does actually, at the end of the day, feel like giving birth when you give birth to an idea, an inspiration, musically, mechanically, anything. I really get into the weeds in this because it's really important that if you're not wasting your time watching porn, masturbating, living in fantasy land, but instead you were building something really cool that really excited you, that could easily consume your time, your energy, your essence, and that the give and take that you have with building this thing that's inside of you and making it real and substantial brings out both the most challenge and the greatest victory, then why don't you have that in your life? This is basically a North Star goal, but I wanted to explain it in a very practical way, which is why I do this in this episode, which is why we do everything we do, because we want you to not only get rid of the negative stuff, but to thrive. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey everybody, Andrew Love here in the house. And today I'm just recording a solo episode again. And if you can tell, I'm a little bit under the weather. This is the first time. I'm like the guy who's never sick. But I think we just traveled a lot lately. And I didn't sleep at all while I was traveling for one reason or another. And it finally caught up to me. But my body gave me the grace of not being sick while I had stuff to do. It just waited until the very end. And then hit me in the face. The giant frying pan of snot and sickness. So here we are. I'll be drinking fluids throughout for the sake of keeping hydrated and not passing out again. And today we just finished. So it's, you know, the day after Thanksgiving here in Merga. And we just finished uh, four of the five subregions in America. Last weekend we were in New Jersey, weekend before DC, a couple weeks before that, Chicago, and then a couple months before that, we were in the Bay Area the area family church. So you can imagine we've been doing these workshops and we've been refining our approach to how to give these talks, but also we've been having so many juicy conversations. And one of the topics that I brought up when I was talking can sound rather abstract and I wanted to expound upon it. I wanted to elaborate on it, dry it out in the sun so that it can be fresh and delicious for you to consume. And that is how important it is as a single person to give birth to something that you truly view as important. And the reason why this is on the forefront of my mind is because I'm always trying to reiterate in as many different metaphors and terms as possible, what is the North Star goal? So that people can get it. Because it's really hard for people to understand like why it's worth changing, even if their present situation is not helping them. Like I have an addiction, but at the same time, I'm so used to my addiction why change? That's how we all think, more or less, to some degree, which is why you can see people slowly eroding in front of our very eyes and mentally, physically, spiritually. It's kind of shocking sometimes. So the idea of starving your addiction, starving your bad habit, and feeding something that you choose, something intentional, something worthy of your time and energy is broadly simple to understand, but the nuance is what I wanted to talk about, okay? So give birth. What am I talking about? Well, let's unpack this, folks. I want to try to explain it as thoroughly as possible without wasting any of your time. 
I think we misuse our time to such a degree that we're frivolous about it. It's like we're rich with time. And that's the one thing that's impermeable that we'll never get back, that is evaporates every single second is lost in terms of like this realm of existence, this time and space realm. Yet, how often do we waste time on our phones? Hours after hours. Just look at your phone. Look at how many hours per week you're wasting on your phone. You can look at the different apps. Every type of phone, I believe, at this point gives a weekly report. Look at that report and just let it sink in that this is all, for the most part, unconscious, wasted time. Beyond that, how much time do we waste on useless emotions, on resenting somebody, on planning how we're going to see through their demise, how we're going to take them down or how we're going to debate them. I remember in high school, that was a big thing. If anybody ever insulted me or if I felt wronged, I would lay awake at night just having so many debates with them, just getting so many good zingers, finding so many ways to insult them. Nothing was happening. It was all in my head. Wasting time. Should have been sleeping. Need my beauty rest. So it's far too easy to waste our time and energy on things of the past or worrying about things in the future. Usually not about the present. It's usually about the past or the future. And it's use your anxiety about the future or regret on the past. Regretting something we did or something we didn't do. And fearing something that we're supposed to do or dreading what we know we need to do. So again, waste of time. And guess what? You will continue to waste your time on your phone. You'll continue to waste energy and emotion on useless thoughts, obsessing about things. You will continue to do this perpetually until you have something else to do. One of the weirdest things is how relative time is at night, specifically. When you have work to do at night, let's say you're a student and you have homework to do. That work at 11.30 at night is so hard to get done. So hard to get done, right? Even if you're a night owl, it's like you might be able to get it done, but the time goes by very slowly. Contrast that against how easy it is to watch video after video after video and you're just wasting moment and opportunity to go to sleep after opportunity to go to sleep. It's bananas. And it's all happening always at night, right? It's like... It's so hard to put down your phone and so hard to go to sleep or do whatever you're supposed to do. So how you do that is when you have a commitment, a schedule. If you really want to go to bed early, have a bedtime. Have people that you tell that is your bedtime and let them know that you're going to bed, right? You can have a texting relationship with them. If you don't need that, then at least have some sort of alarm. People think alarms are just for waking up. You can have alarms for going to sleep, the opposite, inverse alarm. Again, it's like, okay, if not this, then what? So I'm wasting my time, wasting my energy at night. What should I be doing? Oh yeah, going to sleep. So much easier when you've already pre-planned that and then you've scheduled it in and then you've got accountability. Now it's on the agenda. I've got to do this thing. And now when you do it, you feel better because you're in line with the person that you want to be. If we go back to the other stuff of like wasting your days just on your phone or all sorts of stuff. It's so much easier to waste time if you don't have anything else to do. That's why these little chasms of time suck exist in our life. We have these like being on a bus, being in an elevator, waiting in a waiting room, say for a dentist or for something like this. These are all these little chasms where it's so easy to justify wasting time because what else am I supposed to do? I'm just waiting here anyway. That's why everybody just whips out their phone, whips out their phone, right? But Throughout your day, your phone will end up in your hand and you will end up on the internet time and again. 
unless you have meaningful things to get done, either on a piece of paper or maybe in your computer and maybe in your head if you have a photographic memory, which basically nobody does because everybody's brains are mush. I call my kids, if they ever play video games, I say your brains are mashed potatoes because they can't think after. <laughs> so that's why they don't play video games. But if you have a strong sense on a list somewhere of what you are supposed to do, then there's energy pulling you like, oh, come do this. Because ideally, the list that you created is based off of creating a powerful day that's leading to a powerful week, powerful month, powerful year, powerful life. You know why you're doing the stuff that you're doing, and it calls to you. Now, there will still be that energy, that phone energy that's, come play with me, friend. I miss you. It's been two minutes since you checked your updates. Oh, please. What am I going to do without you? Please. That's our phone calling to us. So we pull it out dutifully. We check it again and again and again. That energy is there. We've programmed ourselves so much that it's ever present, obviously. But if you have something else to do, then you'll much more likely do that. If you know why you're doing it, if you put value in it, then all of a sudden you're doing that now. What does this have to do with giving birth? Okay, this is going to be a shorter one because my brain doesn't have that much fluid. I think when you're sick, all your brain fluid just evaporate. If you can't tell, I can't hardly speak. So I'm running out of brain fluid, clearly. But just to get to the meat of this, if you have something in your life, creating, you're taking from the life, from the realm of invisibility, of imperception, of theory, and you're piece by piece printing it with the 3D printer of life, you're turning it into a reality. It could be a small business that you're starting on the side. It could be a skill set that you're learning. It could be a friendship that you're nurturing and fostering, right? It could be things like meditation. It, like if you have something in your life that you really want to do, and then you break that down into daily ways of doing that, then all of a sudden it becomes attractive. And you have this list of things that you're doing. And the more that you actually do it, it starts to come to life. This new life that you're seeking after starts to become three-dimensional and life becomes very exciting. Hey, if you're getting something good from this episode, you will probably really enjoy our other podcast, The Blessed Couple Podcast, where we talk about how to create a smashing marriage and experience God in the process. And yes, we talk a lot about sex. We have incredible guest speakers that I think you're going to really love. All you have to do is search for Blessed Couple Podcast on your favorite podcast player or just click the link in the description of this episode. Thanks. Back to the show. When you give birth to an idea, let's say a painting. I used to do this all the time in high school. I had a lot of angst. So I'd listen to music really loudly and I'd take out probably a three foot by two foot piece of paper and I'd just tape it to my wall and I'd go to town with oil pastels. That was me for like two hours. And it was so cathartic because I closed all my windows. I didn't let anybody see my art. It wasn't for the sake of anybody applauding me or critiquing me or anything. It was for the sake of, I want to give birth to something. And that energy, that's actually a part of your sexual energy. Instead of wasting my time staring at a screen, thank God back then I didn't have a screen because I probably would have been on a screen because I didn't have anybody to guide me, right? Instead, I was just pouring myself into art. And it's like you give the best of yourself to it. That's what my wife reminds me of whenever we talk about the birthing experience. She likes to remind me of how insignificant my role was in the giving birth experience. She's like, 
You gave this little piece of yourself, but our kids came from my bones. My wife doesn't sound like that. I'm sick. Leave me alone. The kids came from her, like the very best of her, her essence. It literally came from inside her bone marrow. They were leeching off of her in a sense. And that's what it is to give birth to something. It's to pour yourself the very best of yourself, everything you've got into something. And if you don't have that, you're missing out hugely on life. And to not spend time to figure out what that thing is, is a travesty. I know somebody who's been in the high noon realm, his thing was aviation. You know, he liked to fly those little planes, those prop planes. And it was just his passion. Every time he could, he'd be up in the air. If not, he'd be doing flight simulators. He wanted to develop a craft. He wanted to develop a freedom up in the sky. And that was his passion. I honestly feel like every young person, especially in this era, should start a side business. Learn about the internet. Learn about how to make sales, about marketing. It's really intimidating at first. But after you start practicing, it becomes very familiar and quite exciting. But you're creating some skill set, something of value and it's putting you in a better place in life, but it also consumes you. Because let's say you start a small business, you can just ask Uncle Dave how much a business can consume you. You really have to nurture it like a child and you have to give it the love and attention it needs in order for it to flourish. And so whatever you have, please understand it, it doesn't have to be a career. It could be a hobby and it could be relational. It could be learning how to live better in life. But if it's not sincere, if you're just doing it because like, oh, I think I should meditate, then when times get tough, you're going to quit or you're going to go back to your familiar place, which is porn. Only if you have somewhere sincerely to devote yourself to, then it starts to come to life. And the magic here is the more time you spend giving birth to something that you truly care about and cherish, the more that it compels you back. It brings you back. It calls to you because now you want to give back to it because it's giving you dividends. It's giving you a joyful feeling when you interact with it. Let's just say music. Like the better you get at music, the more comfortable it is to play, the easier it is to play, the more that you can turn an idea, a concept musically into a song. And that brings you joy, that gives nice vibes to other people. And the more that you actually let creativity flow through you because you've done the hard work of learning the skills so that inspiration can flow through you. Now you've got this wonderful dance, this cosmic dance that we're all meant to go through. Just this last thing I think is really important is that a lot of us quit learning a skill before we've mastered it. And because of that, we never see the value of that skill set. Music is a great example. Unless you're running scales all the time and really mastering these finer hand-eye coordination, mind-body unity, this kind of stuff. If you don't put in that work, then you can never comfortably be the musician that you want. And so inspiration can't flow through you purely. You might have this wonderful idea for this opus, this wonderful song, but you can't get it out because you don't know music that well. But if you spend that time, and it doesn't always feel great, but you're investing in it. Giving birth to your children doesn't feel great, I hear from my wife and other women. It's not like the spa day. It's probably the antithesis of a spa day. In so doing, you're allowing life to flow through you. So learning a skill, learning something will be difficult, but the more you invest in it, the better you get at it, the more comfortable you are at it, then inspiration can flow through you. And then you just watch. It starts to really consume you. And then now you're like, why would I waste my time doing stupid stuff like wasting my time watching porn when I could be investing in this really cool thing that's coming to life. So I am actually done. This is a shorter one, but if you don't have that thing in your life, talk to people, guys. Do research. Go get out. Go to meetups. 
That's why these meetups exist. Go to live shows. Go learn about what other people are doing. There's people who do the coolest things. There's people who make shoes for a living, custom shoes. They're cobblers. They know how to make leather things. There's people who really understand mechanics. My friend spent a lot of time. He was both an artist and an engineer. And he made this thing called the gyro totter, which was a teeter totter. And it went 360. So imagine it goes up and down and round and round. It was a death trap, but it was the most fun you could ever have whilst dying. So he doubts what he would do in his spare time. So ideally more than a hobby, it's something that challenges you, but something that you really want to give birth to. And that brings out the best in you. And now the game is on. Now it's like you will see the best and the worst of yourself. And if you go through this process with accountability, then the chances of you actually giving birth to something truly great is much higher. If you just try to do it alone, the chances of getting burnt out and wanting to go back to porn is also very high. So please look up something, get real with yourself. And if you don't have it, just know that you're missing out on a huge part of life. We're all meant to really pour the best of ourselves into something. That's what the third blessing is. It's really like taking the first blessing and maybe the second blessing eventually, but pouring yourself to make this world a better place or a more beautiful place or a more comfortable place, whatever the case. I hope that was helpful. This is a concept that I hope is as grounded and as sensical as possible. I will see you around. Thank you for listening. Hey, before you go, I wanted you to consider checking out High Noon Connect. So if you go to our website, highnoon.org, you'll notice, first of all, we have a brand new website, which is beautiful. And also, you'll notice that there's the opportunity to join High Noon Connect. The essence of what High Noon is morphing into is a community. We are better together, and sexual integrity involves other people, okay? If you're struggling with pornography, you need the help of brothers and sisters, of people in a community dedicated to helping lift you up. And even if you're not, if you're in a relationship and you just want more intimacy, more love, more joy, or if you're single and you just want to be a person that can live according to their values in the area of sexuality and you want to be around a group of people who are fighting in the same way, then please go to highnoon.org and sign up for High Noon Connect. There's a free version and a paid version. We want to make this as accessible as possible. And we're a nonprofit, so we're not trying to make a buck here. We're just trying to create a community off of Facebook that gives a focused conversation, focused energy, focused attention on building sexual integrity as a cultural intention. So go to highnoon.org. We'll see you there.